بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين فبشرح لي صدري ويسل لي أمري وحر الوقدة من لساني يفقه قولي فبعد Respected elders, your brothers and sisters, my young friends, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. We begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Lord of the universe, our creator, our nourisher, our protector. And we begin by sending peace and salutations upon his beloved messenger, Muhammad, the son of Abdullah, sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam. I pray, my friends, my brothers and sisters, my elders, that you are all well by the mercy and grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanallah, uh, it seemed and the beginning year. Our children, our youth, students will be stepping back into school, inshallah. Uh,
right? I think we should be back now, inshallah. Apologies uh, for the uh, challenge with the connection. So I was saying that even for the most seasoned and experienced uh, of teachers uh, and students uh, and parents, going back to school this year is going to be a new experience. Of course, there are new rules to learn and to follow, uh, new routines uh, and schedules, along with a large dose of uh, uncertainty and possibly anger as well. Then, of course, along with that, there are the constant headlines that feed that uncertainty and anxiety. And this may you know, exist for everyone, for the parents, for the grandparents, for the teachers, the principals, the students, the school bus drivers, the school staff, everyone is impacted by this uh, constant stream of you know, stories and headlines that feed uh, fear and anxiety. The concern is this, that is the reopening of school going to lead to a second wave of infections? You know, will students become infected and then carry the virus to their parents, to their relatives, and especially those who are at high risk? The truth is, my brothers and sisters, that nobody really knows, only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows. Now in such situations, when there is widespread concern and anxiety, it can unnecessarily make a situation more difficult and challenging than it actually needs to be. It can make a situation unnecessarily more challenging and difficult than it actually needs to be. Right? So what does that mean? It means that you know perhaps there is, uh, perhaps everything inshallah is going to be okay. Perhaps there is no need to be so concerned. Maybe the, 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 the fear and the headlines, the anxiety is going not, is not going to end up being true. But because we adopt that fear and that anxiety, then this time that we have, before anything happens, inshallah, nothing will happen, it unnecessarily becomes a time which becomes difficult for us. Right? So let's talk about this methodically, inshallah. So first of all, school is going to be different for everyone. And things that are different can be challenging, especially in the beginning. Okay, anything that is new, anything that you know we are uh, experiencing for the first time, it can be uh, it, it can be um, uh, it, it can be difficult at first, and then eventually it becomes easy. Okay, so there's a good chance that it's going to seem very strange and difficult at first, but guess what? Right? Over time, inshallah, it will become easier. And this goes with most of the things that we face in life. Remember, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, usri yusra, that indeed, with hardship comes ease. When we have hardship, there's also ease that comes along with it. So be mentally prepared for a rocky or a difficult start. Don't expect it to be easy. And perhaps Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make it easy for you, inshallah. Right? So you expect it to be difficult. You expect that it's going to be challenging. But inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, through his mercy, he may end up making it easy, inshallah. Okay, it has to do with the expectations that we set. Right? You set expectations 
that are low and then inshallah things go better than expected and it ends up being you know you feel that it has been better if you expect if you place expectations that are very high and then something goes wrong and then it can uh, you know it can lead to disappointment so therefore uh, it is important that we uh, set low expectations and inshallah hope that everything will end up going well Inshallah, things will go well. We'll keep low expectations. Don't expect too much. But inshallah, you know, by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inshallah, we hope that things will go well. Secondly, realize that this is new for everyone. So even those in charge, the principals, the school teachers, Right, people who are responsible for the schools, this is difficult for them as well. So, uh, you know, uh, it's new for them as well. So there, there will be confusion. Uh, it may be, you know, chaotic. Different people will react differently. So pack, a, right, so pack a lot of patience in your bags. Right? Remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with those who are patient. Right? In Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with those who are patient and people are not perfect. And so people will make mistakes, you know, schools possibly will make mistakes, teachers, management may end up making mistakes, students will make mistakes, and some people will not react in the best way. So try to be with those who are patient and prepare to control yourself from becoming frustrated. There is uncertainty, of course. Things may have to change again. So just take it one day at a time and be grateful for it, right? When we think about a lot of things at once, and it can cause us stress, it can cause us anxiety, so it's important that we take it one day at a time. You know, it's a beautiful reminder from the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, who said, Man asbaha minkum aminan fi sirbihi ma'afan fi jasadih, indahu kutu yawmihi faka'anna ma'ahizat lahu dunya. That whoever amongst you wakes up secure in his property, healthy in his body, and he has food for the day, it is as if he were given the entire world. Whoever amongst you wakes up secure in his property, he's safe, healthy in his body, and has food for the day. It is as if he were given the entire world. So we remind ourselves every day when we wake up and we find ourselves in this state that it is as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the entire world. So we wake up in a state of gratefulness. Now, schools may have to close after opening, um, after reopening. Those who are studying in person, you know, may have to end up switching online. Entire classrooms may have to go into quarantine for 14 days, right? All of these things are possible. So expect the unexpected. Expect the unexpected, and once again, take it one day at a time. We do what we are required to do. We follow the guidelines, 
and then we place our trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whatever Allah has willed, and this is the case for anything, that whatever Allah has willed will happen. And nobody can change that. Whatever Allah has willed, whatever Allah has decided, will come to pass and will happen. Nobody can change that. But we are taught to do what is required of us. Alhamdulillah, the good thing, in my observation, personally, is that while the numbers of cases are going up locally, the number of cases in hospitals and in intensive care are actually stable. Right? So while the numbers, you know, every day you look at the headlines and they say, okay, you know, there's 22 new cases in Ottawa, 13 new cases in Ottawa, 30 new cases, you know, so it's, it sounds like a lot. And of course, it is more than before. However, if you look at the data, you notice, right, if you look at the numbers that are published daily, you actually notice that the hospitalization rate remains the same, remains stable, and the people, you know, the number of people in intensive care, uh, meaning serious cases, also remains stable, alhamdulillah. So this seems to be, you know, positive news, alhamdulillah. Now, of course, the spread of cases is not good news, but the good thing is that the impact it's having on people is, is not as severe as feared or as it could be. So alhamdulillah, that's positive. And may Allah, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us, uh, all, especially those who are vulnerable. Now, as Muslims, we, of course, do not only believe in taking physical steps and measures, but also taking spiritual measures, which are unseen. Right? So the difference between the believer and a person who is not the believer is that the, uh, the, the, the person who is not a believer normally just you know, takes physical steps, um, but the believers then also take spiritual measures, which are unseen. Okay? And our unseen, what does that include? It includes our faith, our beliefs, right? our intentions, our attitude. Right? Our unseen is even more important than the physical or the seen. Okay? Meaning the things that we can see that we are doing, that are physical steps that we take, those are important. But for, as believers, for us, taking the spiritual or the unseen steps of the things that we can't really see, right? that is even more important than the physical. So therefore, as we go into this uncertain and unusual school year, let us remind ourselves, number one, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in control of all matters. Right? Full stop. Right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in control of all matters. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most knowledgeable and the most wise. Our knowledge and our wisdom, our understanding is of no match. When it comes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his understanding, his knowledge and his wisdom, his decisions. Our job is to make the best possible decision at any given moment, right? And this goes always, whether it's this situation or any other situation that we are faced with, our responsibility is to make the best possible decision at any given moment. And once we have decided, once we have tried our best to make the best decision, to make the most correct decision, the most wisest decision, then our job is to place our trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Azza wa tells us in the Quran, فَإِذَا عَزَمْتَ فَتَوَكَّلَ عَلَى اللَّهِ once you have made, you make a decision, once you have decided, you make a decision, put your trust in Allah. Okay, so after we have decided, it's not helpful. It doesn't help in any way if we continue to worry and continue to doubt ourselves and second guess ourselves, right? We try to make the best decision. You seek guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You do what is appropriate, what appears to be reasonable that Allah guides you to do. And then once you make the decision, you place your trust in Allah. 
And Allah Azza wa Jal tells us as well that whoever puts their trust in Allah, then He alone is sufficient for them. Right? So do what you have to do, make the decision you need to make, and then once you've made the decision, which you once you've done whatever you could have done, then you place your trust in Allah and essentially you stop worrying them. The Prophet gave advice to Ibn Abbas and among the piece, uh, among the advice that he gave was, that be mindful of Allah and He will protect you. Be mindful of Allah, meaning what? Be mindful of the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Be mindful of the likes and dislikes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Be mindful of the guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Be mindful of your responsibilities towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, meaning the rights of Allah and what Allah expects from you. And if you do that, then Allah will protect you. That be mindful of Allah and you will find him before you. Meaning that if you take care of what Allah expects from you and you establish a solid relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be there for you, protecting you and taking care of your needs in every way, inshallah. So just like, you know, making sure that your mask is on properly, and just like, you know, we take washing our hands seriously, taking full spiritual steps to ensure maximum protection is just as, if not more important. Because just like we take these physical means, right? Everyone's wearing a mask is here. That is required. You know, we are trying to wash our hands and during physical distancing and all of those things. In the same way, take full spiritual steps as well. The believer does not just rely on the means because the believer knows that these means are just means. Right? There's the means and the actual protector is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The one who is actually going to protect us is not, you know, the, the physical means, not the mask and the steps that we take, but ultimately it's going to be Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But we do what we can. We do what is available to us and we do what we can. And that is also part of having reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to take the means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put at our disposal. But most importantly, we also take spiritual steps and we should be careful to take full spiritual steps to ensure maximum protection. Right? So what does that entail? It entails, number one, the foremost thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, uh, is, is going to uh, um, hold us accountable for that we are responsible for, right, is first and foremost, our prayers. First and foremost, foremost, our prayers. If a person wants to be protected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if a person wants to be, you know, receiving the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then it is of utmost importance to solidify our salah, to hold on to our prayers, to improve our connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through our prayers. Because our prayers are our barometer. Right, are the, uh, the, the, the measure for our relationship, the strength of our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A person whose prayers are weak cannot have a strong relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, a person who thinks that if they can get away without offering salah or being lax with their salah and they feel like they have a great relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they're kidding themselves, right? They're fooling themselves, they're, they're being, uh, you know, they're deluding themselves. So you cannot have a strong relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without having strong salah, without holding fast to your salah. So first and foremost, spiritually, your prayers are the most important thing that 
You have to focus on in establishing a solid relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then of course, making regular dua for protection, right? Especially for protection, right? Dua is extremely important. And we have learned previously, we have discussed that one of the things, right, that could change the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a person's desired decision, right? Their, 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 uh, their uh, yearning to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? So that is probably one of the few or one of the only things that can actually change the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So don't underestimate the power of dua. Um, and, you know, reciting the spiritual prescriptions for protection. So for example, right, Ayatul Kursi, in the evenings, in the morning, uh, after each prayer, right, reciting, especially, you know, at night before bed, uh, but also you could do so in the morning before leaving home. Uh, the last uh, verses of Surah Al-Baqarah, the last two or three verses of Surah Al-Baqarah, especially at night. And the dua for protection that the Prophet ﷺ has prescribed three times in the morning, three times in the, uh, in the evening. Your askar after salah, right? Reciting the tasbihat, subhanAllah, alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar, 33 times, 34 times after each prayer, remaining in a state of dhikr. Remaining in a state of remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? These are all extremely powerful spiritual prescriptions. And if a person you know, uh, you know, takes these, then inshallah, certainly the, the, the protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be with them. But you have to take it seriously. Right? You have to take it seriously just like you take seriously washing your hands and wearing masks and you know, ensuring physical distancing and doing everything else. You got to take these things seriously. It can't be an afterthought. It can't be an after that, that, okay, I'll just do everything. Oh, yeah, I have to do that too, so I'll just sort of do that. Right? It has to be a priority. We have to put importance into these things. And when it comes to anxiety and fear, right? And you'll find different types of people, subhanAllah. You'll find people who have absolutely no fear, no anxiety whatsoever. Right? They don't feel like, you know, that either they don't believe in it, right? They think it's a hoax. Or, you know, they feel like they're young and they're not going to be impacted. Or, you know, they don't have uh, any... Uh, family members perhaps who are at high risk, so they, you know, they're, they're, they just don't care. Okay, so there's people like that. On the opposite end of the spectrum, they'll find people, subhanAllah, who haven't, you know, who barely left their homes in the last five months. Okay, they've closed themselves off from the world, they're locking themselves inside because they are so afraid, right? And then of course you have people in the middle who started off as being very concerned, very careful, but over time it just wore off. Right, you just got tired of everything. You say, okay, whatever's gonna happen, happen. You sort of give up, surrender, throw your hands, and you know, you sort of get on with life, right? So, and then you'll still find people who are sort of still balanced and still trying to do their best. So you're gonna find all types of people, okay? So amongst, uh, and that's just the reality of the world, right? Like, people are different. So there's gonna be people with different personalities, different attitudes, and that's just the way it is. Right? No point of getting too frustrated at the other side. There's people, you know, who feel very strongly about how they feel, about how they are. And then they get very frustrated, frustrated at everyone else who doesn't agree with them or doesn't, you know, approach the situation in their own way. There's no point of getting frustrated. I mean, that, you can't change how people are, or you can't change how people respond. And everyone's going to be different. So I mean, there's no point of spending too much energy on uh, being frustrated and angry. But for those who are living in fear and anxiety, right? And there are people like that as well. Right? People who are very fearful, very anxious, very worried about what's going to happen with school opening and their kids going to school and they going back to work and you know, this is what the experts are saying, this is what the headlines are saying, and, you know, you keep reading the news, you keep listening to everything, and it keeps building up that fear and that anxiety. 
okay? It can happen naturally as well. Some people naturally are just more fearful or generally have more anxiety, okay? Just remind yourself, remind yourself that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in control, right? Sometimes we worry too much about things that we don't need to worry about, right? If something's not in your control, what's the point of worrying about it? Is it going to change it? Is your amount of worry, your concern, anxiety, and thinking about it constantly, is it going to change it? No, it's not going to change anything, right? Um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a protector. And just remind yourself, it, it happens naturally, but just remind yourself that no amount of worry or concern is going to change what is destined to happen. Right? The only thing that could change it is dua, remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? If Allah was. Okay, I think I've told you before, sometimes I'm afraid when I'm on an airplane, I haven't flown in a while now, of course. But you know, you're sitting on an airplane, you're getting on the airplane, you're thinking, okay, what if this airplane crashes? You know, what if this is the last time I'm stepping foot on ground? You know, all these thoughts start coming to your mind. Okay, but then I tell myself, okay, so what's the point? Okay, either I'm going to sit on the plane for five hours and keep thinking, is it going to crash? Is it going to crash? Is it going to crash? Oh no, oh no, oh no. Or I could just sit and just do what I need to do. Okay, and just be normal, be balanced, remember Allah, enjoy the food, salal, whatever, you know, just like spend your time properly. Inshallah, nothing's going to happen. If it's going to happen, then it's going to happen anyway, right? My worrying about it for five hours is not going to stop it from happening, right? So this is how me personally, how I reassure myself, right? So just reminding ourselves to, to calm our anxiety and our fear that Allah SWT is in control. Whatever is destined to happen will happen. And there's nothing much that can change it except, like I said, making dua, remembering Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah Azza wa tells us, So if you find that your heart is becoming anxious because anxiety, yes, it's in the mind, but truly it's coming from the heart, right? Fear is truly in the heart. So if you're feeling very fearful, very anxious, very, you know, discomforted in your heart, really very much at, at ease, uh, then the best thing to do is the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because that is the only thing in which your heart truly is going to find comfort and peace. You can find comfort and peace in other things, you know, people look for comfort and peace in all types of things, but true inner peace comes only and only from the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So increase your dhikr and inshallah you'll find that that fear and that concern, that anxiety, inshallah, it will start to subside. Of course, that's not to discount the fact that some people may actually have, you know, ailments, illnesses, mental struggles and challenges that have to do with, with you know, physical reasons that impact their anxiety. So of course, I'm not suggesting that you shouldn't seek treatment or that you shouldn't, you know, take medication or prescriptions that your doctor may have given you. But generally, generally for fear and anxiety, right, increase the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And for the most part, you will find an improvement, inshallah. Now, if after trying your best, physically and spiritually, right, this is important because let's say you say, okay, I've done everything that the Imam was telling me, you know, I've, I've read these du'as, I've done my prayers, I've done everything, I've taken physical means, I've taken spiritual means, but then still something happened. How come something happened? I was supposed to be protected. Huh? I thought I was going to be immune. Now everything was going to be fine. You know, how come I got sick or how come this happened or how come that happened? So if after trying your best physically and spiritually, there's still some harm that touches you, it's possible. Right? It's possible that despite your best efforts, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided that you were still going to be impacted, you were still going to be afflicted. Then we accept it as Allah's wills that nothing could have changed. It is the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that nothing could have changed. It and we trust that there will be some hidden goodness or benefit that we are currently unable to see. Right? So we try our best, leave for Allah the rest, and if still Allah decides for some challenge or difficulty to come our way, then we accept it as 
the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we trust and we believe that there will be some hidden goodness or some benefit, some lesson, something that we are unable to see in it that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen that for us and we have to again respond in the best way possible. I end with this reminder of this verse. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَيَمْسَسْكَ اللَّهُ بِضُرٍ فَلَا كَاشِفَ لَهُ إِلَّا If Allah touches you with harm, none can undo it except Him. وَيَمْسَسْكَ بِخَيْرٍ فَهُوَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٍ And if He touches you with a blessing, then He is most capable of everything. Right? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in control. If harm comes to us, only Allah can remove it. So you turn to Allah. Turn to Allah before, turn to Allah during, turn to Allah afterwards. In every situation, turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And of course, Allah is blessing you as He is blessing us now, alhamdulillah, with peace, security, so many other blessings. Then we should be grateful. We must always be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So let us make dua, inshallah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله وإليك يرجع الأمر كله على نيته وسره اللهم لك الحمد حتى ترضى ولك الحمد إذا رضيت ولك الحمد بعد الرضا اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين والله we thank you and we praise you for all of your blessings يا رحم الرحمين well, Allah, we thank you and praise you for the ease and the comfort that you have blessed us with, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Well, Allah, please protect our children, our youth, our teachers, all of those who work in schools, and all of us from all types of harms and hardships, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Well, Allah, please envelop us all in your unseen protection, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Well, Allah, please cure all of those who are ill and facing hardships and struggles with regards to their health, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Well, Allah, especially our elder sister who is in pain and in a state of weakness, our brother and our sister who are living with long-term pain and injuries. Our brother, Farrukh Ahmad, who is scheduled to have heart bypass surgery on Wednesday. All of those who are ill, who are injured. Oh Allah, you are the cure and the healer. Oh Allah, please grant them all the speedy and complete recovery, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, please grant relief to all of those who are experiencing distress, experiencing anxiety and grief and depression. And any other type of suffering, oh Allah, replace it with happiness and ease, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, please remove the trials and hardships from the lives of all of our brothers and sisters. Now, Allah, and if you have decreed that those hardships will not be removed, O oh Allah, then please grant them strength to succeed through these trials, Ya Rabbil Alameen. O oh Allah, please grant relief to our brothers and sisters around the world who are suffering in different parts of the world due to various reasons. O oh Allah, especially in Pakistan, our brothers and sisters who have suffered through recent flooding, O oh Allah, please remove their pain and repair their losses, Ya Rabbil Alameen. اللهم اغفر لجميع موت المسلمين الذين شهدوا لك بالوحدانية ولنبيك بالرسالة وماتوا على ذلك اللهم اغفر لهم وارحمهم وعافهم وعفو عنهم واكم نزلهم ووسع مدخلهم واصلهم بالماء والثلج والبرد ونقهم كما ينقى الثوب الأبيض من الدنس يا رب العالمين اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدين والدنيا والآخرة اللهم ربنا لا تزر قلوبنا بعد إن هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب اللهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من الفتن ما ظهر منها وما بطن اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها اللهم إنا نسألك الهدى والتقى والعفاف والغنى 
اللهم ازبغ علينا لباس الصحة والعافية واجعلها عونا لنا على طاعتك ومرضاتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اجعلنا من كل ضيق مخرجا ومن كل هم فرجا ومن كل بلاء عافية اللهم آمن روعاتنا واستر عوراتنا واصلح نياتنا وذرياتنا واحسن خواتمنا واحفظنا من بين ايدينا ومن خلفنا وعن ايماننا وعن شمائلنا ومن فوقنا يا ارحم الراحمين اللهم انا نسالك علما نافعا وعملا متقبلا ورزقا حلالا واسعا ولسانا ذاكرا وقلبا خاشعا ويقينا صادقا وشفاء من كل داء اللهم احسن عقيدتنا في الامور كلها واجنا من خزي الدنيا وعذاب الاخره اللهم انا نعوذ بك من زوال نعمتك وتحول عافيتك وفجاءة نقمتك وجميع سخطك يا رحم الراحمين اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من الهم والحزن والعجز والكسل والبخل والجبن وضلع الدين وغلبة الرجال اللهم اكفنا بحلالك عن حرامك واغننا بفضلك عن من سواك اللهم اكفر لنا والإخوان الذين سبقونا بالإيمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف رحيم اللهم حر المسجونين المظلومين خصوصا في بلاد المسلمين يا ارحم الراحمين اللهم عز الاسلام والمسلمين اللهم ألف بين قلوب المسلمين ووحد صفوفهم واصلح قادتهم واجمع كلمتهم للحق يا رب العالمين اللهم اصلح حوال المسلمين في كل مكان اللهم حرر فلسطين والمسجد الأقصى يا رب العالمين اللهم احفظ وانصر إخواننا وأخواتنا في كل مكان يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم انصر المستضعفين في كل مكان وحقق لهم النصر والفتح المضين يا رب العالمين ربنا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم صلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين جزاكم الله خير brothers and sisters those who are watching online inshallah you can Go ahead, offer four uh, of Zahra at home. Those who are registered for Friday prayer, please come at your allotted time, inshallah. Jazakumullah khairah.